0: That's right. It is time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. And as the music would indicate, it is an Articles of News episode where I am joined by Mr. Mayor himself. Not quite half the man he used to be, but... Getting there. Getting there. How how, uh, For people who don't know, maybe this is your first episode coming to the Cultural Hall. Uh, Mr. Mayor, Andrew, that's his first name, had had himself a surgery a little bit uh, back, the gastro... Gastric sleeve, sleeve. Gast- sleeve. And you can
1: see it. <laughs> I wasn't sure that Richard Richie here would post it, but he sure did. I sent him he a sure picture did. of the actual surgery. And uh if you go to the last step or the one that uh, the most recent episode of Articles of News, you will actually see my surgery. So lots yeah, of fun. The,
0: it's the episode entitled If You Can Stomach It because <laughs> and-
1: and if, if you can't, just just click on the episode and don't look at the picture. Yeah, <laughs> it is a stomach. But you are down what? Uh, I'm down about 23 pounds.
0: Good. How do and you feel? Surgery,
1: 80 overall since the whole process started. How do you feel? Feeling really
0: good. In fact, yeah. you see this shirt? I see it. It is a Sun Records shirt. It's My thinking record. is... Uh, is it a tribute to, uh, the million dollar quartet or just the sun Records studio? Just sun
1: records in general, Elvis okay. Rock. but the reason I'm wearing it is because I have been able to go shopping mm-hmm. in my own closet for yes. things that I haven't been able to wear
0: in 10 years. Wow. More.
1: Wow. So, and it, and there's room to spare.
0: Yeah. That's... Don't spare it. Don't, don't allow no. there to be the room again.
1: No, Way we to... have turned away. We'll, this is going to eventually be swimming on me. That's the idea.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. anyway,
1: big, big news that way. That's, that's been mostly what's going on. The other thing is, is my wife had surgery because you know, once you, once you reach your maximum out of pocket for the year, yeah, you might as well get free surgeries. Sure. <laughs> so she had to have a hernia, uh hiatal hernia, which is in about the same area. It's, it's to help with gastric, uh, not gastric. Uh,
0: what's, uh,
1: what is that? Where the acid acid reflux? Oh
0: yeah, I like acid reflux.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what it. Not gastric reflux. Acid no. reflux. Acid <laughs> acid Oof. reflux.
0: I had that once. Terrible. So anyway, Bernie,
1: he's in. Uh, she's on a liquid diet, just as okay. I moved on to a pureed food diet, right. which is <laughs> the big news. Guess what? While she was in surgery, not to celebrate her having surgery by any sure, means, sure, but sure. it was the day I switched to pureed food. Yes, I went, and I won't eat a lot of this. This is just just because I went from all liquid. So I went and got a thing of mashed potatoes and gravy from KFC.
0: Yes, you did. Yeah, you <laughs> Cause, did.
1: Cause yeah, that was my treat. That was my big thing. I could move into, I can actually taste texture, have textures and tastes and flavors that I haven't been able to taste for over a month. So it was mm-hmm. quite, quite in a, quite a fun thing. I did learn some new things about that too, is I can't, I shouldn't be, well, I can't eat and drink water. There's only so much room in my stomach. So I, and that's a weird thing for me because I'm usually, you know, I usually like to guzzle a lot of whether it's water or pop or whatever. I can't drink pop anymore. I gave that up months ago, but.
0: You can't ever again? Like the days are
1: done for you? I'm sure I could after a while, but Mm -hmm. my intent is not to bring it, get it back up. It's one of those things is like, that's probably one of the things that got me here. Mm-hmm. So why I go back there? Yeah, so and
0: spoiler, you don't need it. It's not like I, water that you need no. to
1: live. You know. So, yeah. So I, I've learned I have to sip water all the time because I don't have a big stomach, but I can't drink water when I eat. So I have to stop a half hour before I eat mm. eat. And then I can drink again in about a half hour. So I have to, I have to time. I have to like worry about all this stuff right now. Mm-hmm. But it'll all get better to where it's not. I don't have to do it like
0: that. I was going to say that's not the long play. That's just the right mm-hmm. now while things are tender. Got it. Got it. Got it. Are mm-hmm. you shopping the baby food aisle, the organic pureed baby I, food aisle? Or are you doing any of that stuff? I've thought about that. I
1: haven't done anything. Mostly I don't know why I've you just, wouldn't. I could. You know, I don't know why you wouldn't. I should. Um, I did look on Amazon, and apparently. And I, it makes sense there is there's a there's a lot of people who don't have the ability to chew food. Maybe they've lost their teeth or mm-hmm. maybe they have other health issues. There is a whole line of pureed foods from pureed Thanksgiving dinners to pureed beef stews, pureed lasagnas. I mean, Hormel has this huge line. I was very really? shocked about it. I didn't really? order any of them because sure. this is a very, very short time. I can eat a bunch of applesauce and okay. I can and pork my- chops. I didn't do pork chops. No, no, yeah, I'm staying away from that stuff. So. I mean, pork puree. chops and applesauce pureed. Thank you. Puree. Thank you.
0: And then just that's I all I, that, I get. That's it. all I want. I know. And pork no, chops a, and applesauce. No. Pork chops and applesauce is not for mash. No,
1: but there was a big there was the at mash episode where they
0: where Hawkeye kept saying it. I. Are you positive that it's a mash episode? Mm-hmm. I was ninety nine percent sure that it was a Brady Bunch episode. That might be a... pork chops and applesauce. Well, now we're going to have to right into the. <laughs> I'll tell <laughs> the you what, though. I have Contact. enjoyed. I have enjoyed the few random people that uh, I made a reference in the last articles of news to uh, the basement. Uh, uh, the basement, not at the Alamo. I think we were talking about something in Nauvoo. Some
2: said, urban.
0: Yeah. And said, you know, oh, well, they have to do the basement. And, and made a very, very, very loose reference to uh, Pee-wee's, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Big Adventure.
1: I and, love going to the aisle. Every time I go, I always ask the guard, can we see the basement? And <laughs> and you know they've heard it thousands, a thousands of times. Of times yeah. And they just look at me like, just go in. <laughs> Which is actually why I do it. My yeah. wife thinks, she's like, they're not laughing. And I'm like, no, but I am.
0: No, This one is for me. We all have those jokes that we do for ourselves. But when people have been listening to that articles of news and then will send me a message to go, I got it. I'm in. I'm on board. I know what you were saying. I got the reference. I've appreciated that because it also lets me know. How soon after we release these episodes, people will listen, and some people are immediate, and others are days later. And I'm like, oh, okay, you didn't get to that. So, topic. have you heard
1: heard any people throwing up from looking at my stomach? <laughs> no,pe not yet. No, no comments not,
0: that way. Okay, no, well, n- nothing as far as that goes. Uh, I will say this: uh, I have had a couple of people who have made reference to the um, momentary four dollar Patreon tier, which we have made ooh. available. Uh, you can get in. Yeah, jump in on that before the end of the year. Yeah, because I mean, then it goes it goes away. You'll only yeah. be able to do it in uh, in this month of December 2022, where you can get the entire year for 48 bucks, or uh, you just want to do uh, month-to-month, you can do it at $4 per month. Some and then you can join say,
1: the secret but not sacred. No, sacred but not secret, is it?
0: No, it's secret but not sacred Facebook yeah. group, because the temple is, is sacred, sacred
1: but not, but sacred. not secret. So get it back, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you'll be able to watch Richie and I jamming out to the beginning of this episode. That's right, the music.
0: So, so that's uh,
1: that's worth the the money.
0: So I don't want to, uh, I don't want to uh, hurt your poor feelings, but the uh, pork chops and applesauce. It is the Brady Bunch. It is not mash.
1: You sure? is it mash? Doesn't I, yes. have it.
0: Uh, well, I'm not positive that mash doesn't have it, but I am positive that uh, the Brady Bunch is the one that does have it. When
1: I type mashed pork chops and applesauce in, it uh-huh. lo- pulls up recipes with mashed potatoes,
0: sure. pork chops, and applesauce. Hang on one second, though. Through the through through the beauty of new equipment made by Patreon Saints.
2: If you want me, hot Josh, wish.
0: I could
1: have swore it was a Hawkeye. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my own research later. Can see you if hear this? Another. Yeah.
2: Hey, mom. Hi, Alice. What's for dinner? Pork chops. Pork chops. Huh? What else? Apple sauce. Pork chops. An
0: applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> that's swell. Yeah, see? You pork that's chops that's and
1: applesauce. There it is. There it is. I stand corrected. I'm still gonna try to find the episode. I think and I'm it could be one of those I've created it in my own mind.
0: Technically seated. Uh <laughs> You did not stand. Corrected. You technically are seated. Yeah, right. I got that it. was for oh, me. Patreon. Is. Patreon. I didn't jokes. get it at
1: first, but now, I, now, now I got
0: it. I'm Patreon stadium. jokes are plenty for everyone. Uh, anything else? I don't want to. I don't want to pigeonhole you into. He's the guy with the gastro sleeve surgery. <laughs> that thing. Is there anything else? Uh, yeah.
1: I, um. If you follow me on Facebook, and uh-huh. um, I'm going to be really well. First of all, I I do the daily, um. I daily post during Christmas and I, and the last few years I've been doing simply Christmas carols. So that's where some of my hear hymns come from. In fact, later in this episode, there will be a hear hymn, mm-hmm. and I will introduce it more right before. I, in fact, uh, um, so I'll talk about that more later, but, but I'm also releasing just for free on my Facebook page, uh, a new short story that is from the same universe a storytelling universe as tales of a paper boy the same street one of the um and it's called mrs duncan's christmas carol it's a and tales story. of a
0: Paperboy is mr Mayer's book that he has right. written a bestseller on amazon not best yeah. i'm in the 100 it was, it, it was top of charts in a in a narrow niche category you got to own yeah. it and yeah, yeah yeah well it's
1: been it's been in the top 100 of christmas books in, in the kindle um, downloaded Christmas books all of December, so that's yeah, that's what I'm talking in the about. The top 100 is, is yeah. kind of nice, That's Charting. best seller, my friend. There you go, yes, it's like 63, but still, sure, we're Listen, good. you yeah. don't
0: yeah. give the number, you just say top 100. <laughs> people, top 100, you'll assume go. that it's in you know the top, but 10. I'm releasing a new story
1: and it's it's kind of a touching story, so um, so anyway, so yeah, new people story, can find people can read it. There's several. St- Stories that take place on that that'll eventually become a companion book to the t- tales of a paper boy. You know something called like tales. Uh, I don't know tales of from Garland Street or whatever it is. Okay. I'll figure. Does it have out. to be tales? No, but I just thought it would match. You could do heads, heads and tails from and,
0: heads anyway. from Garland Street. Tales of a paper. So anyway, boy.
1: small short stories. This is just one short story, and I'll put it on Facebook. Eventually, it'll be part of a compilation of sh- other short stories.
0: And because some people spend se- spell it mayor like mayor of a city that's not what it is. It's M A I R. Oh, Andrew good good color. Like hair me.
1: with an m instead of an h.
0: Yeah. Uh I was trying to think about something interesting that I could tell you about uh make it I, up. And I think the the most <laughs> interesting thing that that I can tell you super excited uh as I'm investing in myself and in my future I got uh I got my Christmas gift in the on the porch yesterday.
1: Ooh. Do you know what it is?
0: Yeah, I already opened it. <laughs> it's uh so I'm getting uh I'm getting uh and it and, and it relates to the cultural hall because cultural hall people made it possible. I'm getting the uh foam paneling for the ceiling for uh Ooh. the home studio. So it will continue to sound even better and if there's any money left over, I'm going to get some cameras so I don't just have the one view of how I look. I can have several views of how so, so that's Christmas.
1: Yeah. We want My to wife. see you from the backside and the yeah. front
0: side. Yes. My wife was like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I got, it. I took care of it. <laughs> you what wrap you it and
1: put it under the tree? Yeah. Or yeah. Just yeah. take pictures of it and let, and and then let her wrap those.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she's hilarious because she does the thing. I, I love to do surprises, but I don't do gifts. Well, when I do surprises, If that makes sense. Like, I think, oh, this will be great. This is the thing that she wants. And like uh, Homer giving Marge a bowling ball that says Homer (laughs) on it. That's about how well my gifts go over. And so uh, she has just started to do a list. We do a limit (laughs) for the amount of money. And she goes, I want this and this and this. Surprise me. And then I get exactly
1: what Christy does. She gives me the list. She doesn't really like me to stray from the list. I do from. From time to time, but it, yep. I stick to the list. I don't have to get her everything. Yep, we do have a limit as well.
0: Yep. What do you guys I, do monetarily, if you don't mind me asking? Uh,
1: so use about one hundred fifty. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've stayed some years more if there's yeah, something depending
0: the on reaction. what you're what you're after, right? Yeah. 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 We do two hundred because we were like, yeah. you know, because you get like it's hard to get like one, you know, like my wife mm-hmm. is getting a vacuum for Christmas, right? And so the vacuum is almost all of the two hundred. And so if it were one fifty, I'd be like, I hope she's not getting a
1: vacuum because she said, Hey, we need a new vacuum. And you thought, that'll be that'll take up your whole Christmas gift.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. It's on the list of (laughs) oh here are the things that I would like you to get me and I have budgeted it out so that it falls under I've
1: made jokes about that online all the time about like, Hey, my wife said we need a new vacuum. This'll make a good Christmas gift, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's
0: and people are like, No, that doesn't make a good gift. No. Uh, Let's take a quick break, my friend, and let us come back and do actual articles of news. Let me take a quick second and just tell you about bestdjinutah.com. Hop online to bestdjinutah.com, and what will you find? You will find me. Uh, Also, the company which I've started. We've been together as a company for about four or five years now. Uh, five guys that work for me. So six of us in total out most every weekend making your wedding or uh, we've done family reunions. Why just the other night, I did a birthday party at a ward house in Saratoga Springs. Uh, The end of the events, there are none to what we do. Uh, Might be headed to California in the new year. Super excited about that. Northern California uh, headed to Idaho Why this very weekend, headed up to Idaho Falls to be able to do a wedding all over the place. So even though it's bestdjinutah.com, know that I and slash we will travel. Uh, If you need something like that, go to bestdjinutah.com.
1: When you need creative affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit lennondesign.com.
0: And let's do some actual articles of news. Hit it, Peter. You
2: can't lose articles of news.
0: And away we go. I can tell you're you're chomping at the bit, Mr. Mayor. I'll let you go first.
1: Yeah, so last year, Europe, the, the church in Europe produced a uh, a concert a christmas concert called witnesses of christmas well after that it was mostly produced out of um europe but it was english speaking and it was mostly post done in the uk mm-hmm. um and that's and it was spread all throughout europe and so they immediately got some feedback and the feedback was how about featuring more european performers uh, what about some diversity in languages and, mm-hmm. and, and how are you going to top what they did in I didn't, I didn't see it, but apparently it was really cool. So I'm looking forward to this now, um, from when we're, when we're doing this, the, it'll already have happened, but it's going to happen tonight because we're, this is on Sunday, but this will probably come out later that, so, um, you'll it's probably need mention of disbelief. I Everyone know. I think
0: it's happening right now. Is there, I'm sure they
1: thought it was live. I'm yeah. sure. Shoot. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so look, look for it because it, it'll be, um, on the streaming services, all, uh, a church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, um, uh, channel and, and it's called the witnesses of Christmas, semicolon symbols of Christ. And it's, it's, um, it's, it's going to be, well, I guess tonight it's at six. Um, no, no, actually, no, it's, it's, it's at six England time. So it, as we're doing this it's it's going right I now you know
0: what english time is anyway it's a cool thing people can stream and check out yes
1: cool things people can stream and check but it is also produced and presented in 31 different languages it's primarily filmed in in english but it's it's going to be presented in 31 different languages so it's really cool so it's it's hitting the world and i think it's it's going to be part of the new movement of pageants and everything else that that the church is doing as they shut down some of the 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 set pageants it's going to be kind of how they're reaching out to the world in a different way also how the church is changing tabernacle choir which we can talk about again in a minute but (laughs) so
0: yes so look for that
1: go go out and look it'll be a great christmas thing i'm looking forward to it i'll be streaming it later today
0: you know i have to tell you uh i i i uh what need to call myself to repentance is that how we do this
1: Yes, call I, yourself through. I have
0: not yet watched the first presidency message, but I to more than oh. a dozen people, people have told me. Uh I in fact I really enjoyed one person's post this week who was like, Listen, I have long since left the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but I can tell you what, no one brings Christmas, the Christmas spirit like the tabernacle choir at Christmas time. And they said, and this year's uh Christmas devotional from the first presidency is no exception to that. So I appreciated that, that they're like, even though I don't, the whole thing I don't subscribe to love the music. So I'm looking forward to listen to that. But also I've heard a great deal about elder Oaks's talk. Yes. It was really good from the first presidency devotional. So I haven't watched it yet. It's on, it's on the docket. It will help me get into the holiday spirit this year. What I
1: love about the first presidency devotional is that, I mean, so general conference, could you can make an argument that it's to the entire world, but there's a lot of very specific doctrinal messages. There are some that are not that are for everyone, but um, but yeah, you almost need to have context ahead of time to know that's not the case. Very often. It's the first presidency message. It is always like literally anyone could watch it and get a lot of good, um, good out of it Mm -hmm. and, and to help build the Christmas season. So you know, whether you like General Conference or not, you should always watch the first day of <laughs> the sure, sure. presidency Christmas devotional.
0: Well, and I, I liked it too, uh, under the uh, President Monson administration, like it was like s- sitting on the story rug with your grandpa when he would tell the stories of like growing up in Utah and, you know, a Christmas thing. I, I, I particularly love that. Not to say I don't like President Nelson or anything like that, but where President Monson was certainly a storyteller. Mm. Um, being able to kind of feel the holiday spirit through those stories for whatever reason it seemed to resonate and Um,
1: until his passing throughout my life of that i can remember there wasn't a first presidency christmas devotional that he didn't tell us you know to speak yeah yeah um for 20 years so it's it's quite you know yes i i agree with you i always look forward to that storytelling it in fact that's one of the very first time i've ever heard the story by pearl s buck um where the the kid um they have a farm and um what's it called i can't think of what it's called the Anyway, the gift the the yep. It's actually the gift from a video. The LDS church does a video called The Gift, mm-hmm. but the Pearl S. Buck story is not called The Gift, but that's what it's derived off.
0: It's the, the kid who gets up before his dad. The kid's up,
1: he gets up before his dad. That one. someone will tell us. I could probably I could probably look it up here. Uh, but anyway, and in fact, the Mormon Tabernacle or the Tabernacle Choir Temple Square, what, a year or two ago? Their their story that they did at their Christmas concert was this story, and it's oh I didn't know that. Yeah, it's really good. It's the it's with um what's his name from the Waltons. Um, Uh,
0: Oh, Richard Thomas.
1: Richard Thomas, yeah. Who my namesake?
0: Thank you very much.
1: There you go, Richard Thomas. So yes, if one of my favorite things about every Christmas is to put on a playlist all the story like the, the 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 like. Edward Herman talking about I heard the bells on Christmas Day, which spoiler alert is what my hear him is about. Um uh the you know uh the the one the one about um, when uh Walter Conkite mm-hmm. he gave it where um and it had Kirby Hayborn in it. It sure. had the, the silent the silent night, World War One What uh, What's Blander the easiest Field. way
0: for people to do that as a playlist?
1: You know, I could put it, I could take my playlist that I put up and I could yeah, please. give you a link to it. I'll and be that.
0: able to and be able to hear those stories
1: because yeah, they're so awesome.
0: Yeah, people think to be able to get the music from the tabernacle choir, but they don't think about getting all those stories. And those are great. Those are, you know, world often, famous storytellers.
1: Yeah. yeah. And often the so often the when they at the end when they tell uh, the when they just read the recitation of Luke Two, mm-hmm. just that can be really cool from you know, and one of the best is John Rhys Davies, who everyone knows is Gimli from Lord of the Rings and Sala from um you know indiana jones which is coming out again five is coming out this summer he gives one of the best versions of it but then there's also a video of him telling about how he came to his performance of it and that's (laughs) even better than his actual performance and so it's pretty cool so there's a lot of cool things on the.
0: i can't wait for this playlist that'll be in the show notes it will be so nice okay uh well um, we only have a few more minutes cuz like you mentioned we do have the uh the hear him that'll be coming up and then in the third block we're going to do a temple ticker here. Uh luckily we've done we've been doing a pretty good job about keeping up on the news. Uh the church donated 10 million dollars to stop polio and maternal and neonatal tetanus. This was just the other day. Uh donated it to UNICEF uh and others that are uh, working in this um Important work, says Presiding Bishop Gerald Cosset. Uh, the polio donation, five million, goes to Rotary International. They've spent billions in recent decades to eradicate this paralyzing disease. Um, and uh half of the church's grant to Rotary will help African countries begin to progress loss due to COVID-19. So just a, a massive donation that's gonna go help uh you know, people that are in need, the other five million goes to UNICEF in support of efforts to eliminate maternal and neonatal tetanus, which I didn't know was a thing. Um, but it allows them to administer vaccinations to women of reproductive age during pregnancy and promoting clean delivery and cord care practices. So helping um helping those those two organizations with a $10 million. And I think I want to say that that's one of the largest. Uh, single donations that the church has ever done. Uh, Off the top of my head, that seems accurate. Uh, This I thought was kind of cool. Let me get there. Um, An American fork company installed an instrument, that is an organ, spoiler alert, to the new Melloray Abbey to help celebrate the joy of the holiday season. So if you just want to see how uh this great company out of the the state of Utah, it's they're they're all Latter-day Saints, they made this pipe organ for this particular monastery. It's gorgeous. I uh I hope My
1: only downside is maybe we wouldn't won't get another Silent Night out of it because isn't that how Silent
0: Night came about because the organ broke? Mm, fair point. I'm just, I'm just kidding. We're never going to get we're never going to get a uh, Silent Night part 2 of,
1: because the American- out of the Trappist monks in,
0: in <laughs> Iowa Yes, all of that. I'm sure, Scient- scientifically and I have good comments on the news. <laughs> uh,
1: what other news stories do you have? Uh, that was one of them. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so let's see. Let me. Just, oh, so again, I'm I'm kind of all Mormon tab- or Tabernacle Choir, but they did finally announce the um, the narrator this year, which usually the announcement happens back when they announce whoever's uh, singing as well the solo, guest soloist but for whatever reason it took him a long time and it's david Chus- mm-hmm. I think I pronounced that right because I pulled it up in google and t- <laughs> how do you pronounce david but he's a a french um a belgian um well no he's a french actor he's, he's actually a british actor but he he plays um agatha christie's belgian sleuth um what's his name her hercule Perot pierrot um, on the the series. So if you ever watch PBS, not the Kenneth Branagh movie ones that have recently come out, but the PBS one that ran for a long time. He played in many of those. I don't remember how many there were. There's several seasons. So he's, If you know, you might know him from that. But he's also a well-known Shakespearean actress with the Royal Shakespeare Company. So he, I'm looking for, forward to what story he's going to tell and That's awesome. how he his narration. So that'll be fun.
0: Uh, this is a just a recommendation for a follow. If you do the uh, if you do the TikTok, that's what the kids call it, the TikTok. Uh, you can follow Dan McClellan. Uh, you can find him at McClellan, spelled M-A-K-L-E-L-A-N. Uh, he is uh, a creator there, has quarter of a million followers, uh, where he uses his deadpan humor and solid biblical scholarship to debunk bible conspiracies and misinformation uh worth a follow hopefully a future episode of the cultural hall we'll see um but you can check that out it's at mcclellan i'll leave a link for it in the show notes because i'm not spelling he has
1: it has a youtube channel too because i watch them on
3: youtube i believe
0: oh yeah probably does the thing that a lot of creators do they find the one like channel that works for them so maybe tiktok and then just There's save the videos problems. put them over on youtube it makes
1: sense they're all short relatively short videos so that makes sense
0: uh, the Mormon Women for Ethical Government here in the state of Utah has accused Utah lawmakers of gerrymandering. Gerrymandering meaning, hey, we're going to cut the lines for this particular district so that uh, it will be, a, uh, you know, the representation by a certain party. Um, interesting and worth noting that uh, they, along with some other groups, put together a map of the state of Utah, saying, hey, let's have it be this way, and then. Uh, Lawmakers said, No, we're going to do it the way that we want to do it. (laughs) And they're like, Well, of course, you want to do it that way. So then it can be that particular party that always wins this district or this, you know, this, this area, this, you know, all these things. And
1: the wolves are the ones who are watching the hen house on this one, right? I mean, any laws we could create for this are controlled by the people who will are doing it. So how do you change it? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but it but it needs to. Uh I think when I shared that article on our Facebook page and find us and, and follow us on all social media at the Cultural Hall, I think I was like, yeah, everyone knows it's disgusting and they do it. But yeah, it,
1: knows. it's always good until you're on the opposite end of it, till yep. the till something changes,
0: so. Yep. Yep. Uh what else do you have, sir? I'm done. Oh, I have okay. I've finished. Okay. Uh, well, I don't have very much, uh, maybe two more that uh, we should mention. And it's good because we only have about two minutes to be able to do this. There you go. And I'll just
1: watch like this. Okay.
0: Elder Paul E. Kulliker, Emeritus General Authority, uh, recently passed away. He served as a General Authority 70 from 2005, 2013, and was the Managing Director of the Temple Department during President Hinckley's temple building era, um, he helped. He was a busy man. Yeah, helped in the construction and dedication of 69 temples. Uh, he, you know, there were only 50
1: temples What before I got home from my mission. While I was on my mission, we hit our 50th. This was a big deal. That's and crazy. he did 69 yep. just in his... anyway.
0: Pretty crazy. He's survived by his wife and their children and also grandchildren as well. So uh, to Elder Paul E. Collicker. And then this, uh, this is from an, an article in Vulture. Uh, We're Here is a TV show. It's over on the uh, HBO on the, uh, what is that? Home broadcasting. What is HBO? Home, broad- home box office. That's what It is home box office. It's a TV show called We're Here. Uh, and it does not it does not look good for St George they they want to bring a drag show uh to St George and they have that be part of what this um what this particular episode in this series is all about and it's just it I think I think that it's worth I think that it's worth a, a watch in that it gives you a little perspective to go, Oh, oh, no, there's not people that are still, oh, there is people that are still like that a little bit. um it it obviously has a bias. So I'm not blind to the fact that, you know, it it would be made by people um that that want to embarrass the church and those kind of things. So with the grain of salt that that is, I think that it's it it is worth watching though, to to understand how how perhaps maybe we could be a little bit more welcoming and or kind and or better represent the love uh, that we, that we hope to right as I've loved you love one another. That's, that's the song. That's That's right. That's exactly. That's the credo as it were.
1: That's what we should be focusing on. Not some of the other crap.
0: Yeah. Not some of the other crap is a great way to end it. Andrew, I'm going to turn the time over to you right now for a little bit of hear
1: him. This hear him. It's kind of an origin story. Many of the listeners of the cultural hall know that I love hymns, and I love to write about them, and and now I'm doing this little segment from time to time about Hear Him, but it all started somewhere. I mean, of course, I've loved hymns all my life. In 2010, Christy and I were having a really terrible year. In fact, we had no money, and we ended up receiving assistance from the bishop, and we just had... A terrible year, and Christmas seemed like there was going to be nothing for us. Well, the the bishop came through and brought us some gift cards, but we mostly used those to pay bills and to get food and everything else. And we didn't know what we were going to do for Christmas Eve, so we made the trek down to Delta with whatever money we had left, where Christy was from. Christy's parents gave us a wonderful Christmas. While we were there, I was feeling a little down on myself. I felt was feeling discouraged, and I felt like. This Christmas was a terrible one, and I was not in a very Christmassy mood, but it was Christmas Eve, and I'm wandering around at Christy's um, parents' house, and her dad was watching Christmas with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, which is what it was called back then, and the guest actor that year was Ed Herman. Mr. Herman gave a rousing rendition of the story of Henry Wadsworth Longfellow writing the carol, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Many of you probably have seen it on YouTube. If not, you own the DVD. Well, I had heard the story many times as I was growing up, but for some reason, this particular telling of it moved me and it rushed into my heart, but it didn't just Uh, um, bring back my Christmas memories for that year. It brought back memories of Christmas from when I was younger, about a time when I was a paper boy and I, um, and, and one of the very first times I actually sang, I heard the bells on Christmas Day as part of a choir. I won't get ahead of myself because that's the actual story coming up. But those two narratives swirled in my mind and I couldn't stop thinking about it. In fact, when I went to bed, I lay awake I resolved that I would not be able to sleep unless I could write down what I was feeling. My point with all this is, it stirred me to be able to start writing about these hymns and what they teach from a a personal point of view. So here you go. Here's the very first Hear Hymn. When I was a young paper boy in my neighborhood in South Ogden, Utah, I would often stop delivering papers to hear the strains of church hymns played through the air by the local Catholic church and their beautiful bells. The Holy Family Catholic Church is very close to my home. On weekdays, I delivered in the afternoon, but I worked in the early morning hours on the weekends. During those mornings, I was pleased to hear the sounds of familiar hymns and some that were not known to me. But at Christmas time. I always knew every Christmas hymn that rang out over my neighborhood, and although I was a young man entering puberty, I could still be moved every time I heard those Christmas bells play. One December, it seemed, I could not hear them. It was an extra cold year, and the additional winter gear I donned was probably the cause. However, I did not recognize the problem could be so simple. I became worried that the church had stopped playing them altogether. That same December, my mom asked me to sing with our church choir, which she led. Our little choir needed my brother and me to help add add extra support to the small but dedicated tenor section. My brother and I added our clear 12 and 13-year-old voices to fill out the men's part. My brother had sung with them before, but this was my first time, and I was delighted to be able to sing with the adults. It was the first time I learned to sing a part different than the melody in an organized group, and I was excited. We sang several standard Christmas hymns and new songs that I did not know. But one of the usual hymns, there, but out of the usual hymns, there was one that stood out that year. I had never given it much attention before. It had never spoken to me like Away in, the, in a Manger or Silent Night had. It did not speak of the story of Christ's birth, but was based more upon the concept of peace on earth, goodwill to men. The carol, of course, was I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Instead of shepherds, wise men, or other elements of the Christmas story, this song shares the feelings of the author. When I heard the refrain, there is no peace on earth, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. It saddened me. I remember my heart becoming heavy every time I sang those words. And in contrast, when I sang, then pealed the bells more loud and deep, God is not dead, nor doth he sleep, my heart lifted and I felt greater joy than even singing joy to the world. I understood the teachings of Christ in a new way. For the writer of the poem that became this beloved hymn, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, the Christmas season had not been a season of joy for several years. In fact, there's a movie that is being produced right now, so I'm excited to be able to see that. Before writing this piece of poetry, he lost his wife fanny to a fire and at the same time war had erupted between the northern and the southern states the first christmas after the death of his wife he wrote how inexpressibly sad are all holidays and later wrote i can make no record of these days better leave them wrapped in silence perhaps some day god will give me peace on one christmas he wrote a merry christmas say the children but that is no more for me and yet after hearing of the possible fatal wounding of his son in the ongoing conflict and before it was certain that the war would soon be over something stirred his soul enough to to pen the lines the wrong shall fail the right prevail and also a voice a chime a chance sublime of peace on earth goodwill to men the good news is his, his son did not die but he didn't know it when he wrote those words This hymn has become one of my most treasured Christmas carols. It always strikes me that the bells continue to play, even though the world around them seems to be falling into darkness, pain, war, or whatever may be part of this life and its trials and tribulations. One morning, the temperature on my paper route was a bit warmer. And as I rode my bike, I felt like I was overheating inside my bundled-up cocoon. So I began removing my hat and scarf, and then I that I'd wrapped around my head and let out the heat building up. One of the stanzas from the poem that is not used in the hymn is, and with the sound, the carols drowned of peace on earth, goodwill to men. I think sometimes I am like that. I am not saying that I have the troubles of Longfellow or even the, the trials that others of this day and age have however i am often overwhelmed by what life has in store for me and more so i sometimes look around and see what life has brought to others and i feel there is no peace on earth to my delight as i let myself breathe in the crisp cold morning air i heard the refrain of silent night ringing through my heart it was just as clear as i had remembered and for the rest of my tenure as birch Creek Drive's Paperboy, No matter how cold it got i never bundled up so tight as to impede my ability to hear those christmas bells and just like my youthful self from my paper out days i have rediscovered the beautiful words from many years ago again and again written originally as a poem called christmas bells the same words which opened my heart to a deeper understanding of the gospel of jesus christ have once again and again and again shown me that it is through jesus christ that we find peace on earth And goodwill to men. Through the example of others and the bells of Christmas, I have found the Christmas spirit. Can you hear the bells?
2: Hi, friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. I get a lot of emails from people all the time. Here's one Dear Dan, I hear your talk about a lifetime service guarantee. Free? Really? Please help me avoid all your fine print and be honest about what free means. You understand that we should be very wary of a free offer signed skeptical. Hi, skeptical. I remember 22 years ago when we started PC laptops and our lifetime service guarantee. People thought it was too good to be true. Well, you know, after a decade, people started believing me a little bit. But, you know, it's been 22 years of having the privilege to serve our friends and neighbors like you. Our lifetime service guarantee has become the most trusted warranty in the industry. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop computer, and they start at only $29 a month. Check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Here's to seeing you soon, skeptical.
0: Here in the third block of the Cultural Hall, it is the Temple Ticker, and today it is uh, also including a Moroni quiz. I will be the quiz er The quiz E will be Corey K. Ward, uh, the man who presents the Temple Ticker himself. How are you, sir? Doing well. All right. How do you feel? Your knowledge about Moroni pretty good? I hope so. Okay. So what this is, is it's 10 interesting facts, but I have uh, really manipulated them into questions, most of which are way too hard um, for you to actually be able to answer because they're not multiple choice. It's just, do you know this answer and can you pull it out of nowhere? Like this first one, for example, the first angel statue uh, of the uh, angel Moroni was not actually a statue. It was a what?
3: A weather vane.
0: Oh, okay. One for one. There it is. That's right. The Nabu Temple was the first to have an angel on the spire, it was a simple weather vane depicting a non specific angel of the restoration. The original sculptor of the first modern Angel Moroni statue was Cyrus E. Dallin. Was he a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints?
3: Uh, he was not a member.
0: Do you know uh, why he still decided to be the sculptor of the Angel Moroni?
3: I believe his mother was. or some of his family and did he you, was just asking. Re- re-
0: did you read this? Did you? I did not. I book? just know this. <laughs> okay. Yep, Dallin claimed not to believe in angels, but at his mother's urging, he accepted the commission and designed the first Angel Moroni statue, which stands on the Salt Lake City Temple. Okay, number three. How many different Angel Moroni designs are there?
3: It might be a little subjective, but there's like five or six.
0: <laughs> there are six. The okay. Most common Moroni design was created for President Gordon B. Hinckley's revolutionary small temples. It stands atop seventy-four temple spires as of twenty nineteen. Okay, uh, in uh, in what year? I'll give you. I'll give you a span of a decade. In what decade, um, did Moroni even start showing up on temples?
3: Uh, the nineteen eighties. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. It is until the late seventies. So late I guess 70s. I could. I could give you that breach of that late. You know, the eighties is also the late seventies. Ten years. Early Angel Moroni statues were too heavy to be put on most temple spires. The first statues weighed more than a ton each. Current statues only weigh about 350 pounds. All right. Uh, the uh, the Monticello, Utah temple is unique as far as its Angel Moroni. Why is that?
3: Um, well, when it was originally put on the temple, it was painted white but then they replaced it a few years later with that cold one.
0: Okay. So I'm convinced that you've read this, that you are the smartest person. (laughs) I don't even
3: know what you're looking at, Richie. Yeah. I just, Uh, I I told you I wrote an article about this before.
0: Maybe Um, they, maybe you wrote this article. (laughs) (laughs) That could be, I didn't look at the author. You could have very well been the author of this, uh, of this article. Uh, Interesting though, the, the, uh, this is a bonus question for you. The the uh, Moroni that was on top of the Monticello Utah Temple, where does that Moroni now reside?
3: I I know what you might think is the correct answer, but mm-hmm. I have other information. Oh, um, what you may think is that it was painted of gold and put on the Columbus Ohio Temple. Okay, but you is have that...
0: better information than the quiz. I have.
3: Um, yeah, apparently someone found it in a crate in the church archives, and so it's hmm. obviously not on top of the temple.
0: So that's just one of those uh those Mormon urban myth, myths kind of thing. Okay. All right. Uh the next one I don't have a great way. T- oh, oh, now we can do it. Uh what scripture is the Angel Moroni statue inspired by?
3: Um what scripture is it?
0: Yeah. Or or book of scripture
3: uh in Revelation is that this, yep. the angel that was flying? Yeah. Yep.
0: Revelation 14. You're good. 'm pretty sure I'm gonna find out that you wrote this article actually when I go in and look at it uh okay so uh moroni's famous for having a trumpet in the right hand uh how mm-hmm. many temples have Moroni holding something in the left hand and for a bonus can you name something that Moroni is holding in the
3: left hand um there's like Three or four or five that have um have golden plates in either one. And then there's about the same amount that have a scroll. And
0: only yeah. ten temples have moroni holding something in the left hand. I swear you wrote this. And uh and and for a bonus, 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 can you name any of the ten temples that have a left-handed holding moroni something?
3: Um, like Jordan River, mm-hmm. Mexico City, yep, Los Angeles. Yep all those like early 80s kind of temples um, that maybe Tokyo is one of them. And then the scroll ones are kind of like the mid 2000s, Columbus, Bismarck, something else. I, don't know. I, lo-
0: I love that eventually I'm going to find out that you're looking at the same thing that I'm looking at. <laughs> you am <here>. not
3: looking <laughs> at anything. No,
0: I love it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mentioned that Morona used to be uh, several uh, thousand pounds, couple thousand pounds, because it was a ton. Uh, now it is not. Why? Why is that different?
3: Because it's made of fiberglass,
0: right? and and leafed in gold. Yep. Uh, originally, though, most of them were made from. This is a bonus question. What were they made from originally, and then leafed in gold?
3: There's where you get me. I'm not sure. Uh,
0: they were made from bronze, from copper, sure. and from uh, aluminum, and then leafed in gold. <laughs>
2: nice. uh,
0: okay. Uh, how many temples have had their angel Moroni added? during renovations
3: well I also did an article about this there was like there was Provo mm-hmm. Ogden idle Falls Tokyo San Paulo um few others
0: <laughs> Tokyo
3: Tokyo yeah Freiburg. um Freiburg. Bern. yep um Freiburg. uh London yep that's all like nine so how many
0: did you just name
3: was that like nine nope seven ten seven you okay.
0: but you named them. so geez Okay, and then uh, true or false? The angel Moroni must face the east. It's very false. (laughs) Okay, but but I used to think that that was the scriptural thing, right? You got to put him him, pointing towards the east. And no, you did not. I just looked at who wrote this. Kelsey Berto and Janelle Sandow wrote it, not Corey K. Ward. Congratulations. Nine out of ten. And I would I I would tell you actually you got like 12 out of 10 because you also got the bonus questions. So you win know, this time. I'm gonna have to get some harder questions. That's what I've
3: <laughs> Well, if you want to know more about these things, um, there's a guy named Brian Olson that has a free ebook online. It's called Know Your Moroni, a guide to angel moroni statues. It's literally hundreds of pages detailing the history of the angel and it has those special nuggets in there, like him finding the the crate of he the white the angel Marona. i don't know if it was he but he has eyewitness testimony of someone doing that
0: hmm. okay so it's a
3: free ebook and now it's in two parts because it was so long that he the pdf was so big that he divided it into two parts and with the the last angel I placed on the salta argentina temple last month he kind of like yeah this is like the definitive version now
0: he wrote the end at the end <laughs> and then that's right. it. Uh, the end of an era People can find the link to that in the show notes. All the show notes for the things that we're about to talk about uh, are available. Have been written very studiously by Corey K. Ward, so make sure you check those out. Uh, Big news from Nevada. I thought this was exciting. We knew this was coming, but now it's official.
3: Yep. The Lone Mountain Nevada Temple site has been announced. It is a 20-acre site southwest of Hickman Avenue between North Grand Canyon Drive and TP Lane in Las Vegas. So kind of not in North Las Vegas, but in Las Vegas itself kind of in the northern part. What was a surprise? Um we I kind of I on the show I told you about this temple site that I already kind of knew that's where it would be built. Mm -hmm. But what is a surprise is that it is going to be an eighty-seven thousand square foot three story temple. And so if um we talked about those core designs that they have if this is that same core design it will be the same as Linden, Smithfield, Hebrew Valley, Syracuse, Utah maybe Mm -hmm. um those have two baptists in it. So you're gonna have another large temple in Nevada.
0: Well, and, and you got to get. Uh, I mean, you got to get people through. That's the thing. There's lots of members of the church there, and baptistries. That's the log logjam. You, you go there in the morning, and you're waiting for two hours. Kids can't do that. They need to be able to get in and, and do their baptisms for the dead before school. I used to do that. You needed you needed people quick, lickety split. What is the eighty-seven thousand compared to the other Las Vegas temple?
3: I think it's almost the same. Okay, actually, but it's only it's gonna, that one's only maybe two stories, so. Okay. A little bit taller.
0: I like this three-story thing. Uh, Any idea of when they're going to start groundbreaking or anything like that?
3: No idea, but probably a year or so from now.
0: Okay. Okay. But speaking of groundbreaking.
3: Yeah. We had one, um, two, in Latin America this uh, last month at that Miraflores, Guatemala City Temple on December 3rd. Um, Patricio M. Gufra, the second counselor of the Central American area, presided over that. Um, So, it's the fourth temple in Guatemala and the the second in the city. And then in Mexico, Torreón, Mexico, uh, December 10th, uh, Hugo Montoya, who's everyone's favorite speaker. (laughs) That's right. From
0: the last general conference, one of the most tweeted about uh, uh, gentlemen from the quorum of the 70s, Hugo Montoya.
3: He's the president of the uh, Mexico area. This is going to be the 15th temple in Mexico and the first in the state of Durango. And it's in the metro area of Torreon, Gomez Palacio, and Lerdo. So like we talked about already, I wish they would rename this temple um, to reflect the city that it's in. But the whole metro area is called La Laguna. So, I mean, that's the perfect name. Why not call it La Laguna Mexico Temple?
0: Well, it's not finished yet, Corey K. Ward. I'll (laughs) send an email. You'll send an email. We know that. It may very well be the La Laguna, which is a lot more fun to say than Torreon. Although, if you say them both kind of loud... And in the worst gringo accent, they're they're both pretty fun to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, so that probably uh, what couple years till completion? Is that what these temples? Yeah, are- this one's
3: a smaller one, so maybe a little bit faster. Okay. We'll see.
0: Okay. Now this is interesting. I don't know that we've ever done this in a temple ticker, a service project.
3: Yeah, um, the second temple in the city of Lima, Peru, is being finished right now. Pretty close to getting done. Um, but some members of the church, uh, helped clean up park that's right in front of the temple and city park. And so, um, that temple will probably be ready um, sometime next year. So kind of trying to improve the area around the temple. In church this last Sunday,
0: they said, guys, guys, the temple, the house of the Lord, but look at the neighborhood. So meet at the ward house, six o'clock, bring your shovels. I can see them doing that. Actually. I could see that being kind of a unified, uh, like church effort where it's like in, inspire the beauty around the temple and I'm for it. Um, Now the question that I have about the next one is there, it seemed like every uh, like secondhand news outlet picked up the Dubai temple this last week. I probably saw four or five different articles that just looked like they were all the same, but what, what do we know? Obviously it's been announced in Dubai, but we're, we're not close to being completed. Are we? Uh, No, not at all.
3: Um, But it seems like, one of the kind of main English uh, newspapers in the Middle East covered it. And so it seems like all those other websites were referring to this article Mm -hmm. by the national and they um, had an exclusive kind of talk with church leaders and members in the area. It said exclusive temple is in design stage as discussions continue with authorities, which is not really that like breaking. We kind of knew that already. Mm -hmm. The one piece of the nugget that I found was that we want to ensure that it is a that the temple grounds are open to all um, we want to avoid a situation where people see a temple and are impressed but cannot learn about it hmm. so they said that there'll be a meeting house nearby and i assume there'll also be some sort of visitor center yeah
0: do do most temples not have a visitor center i guess i hadn't considered that because i really think... yeah
3: only a handful really hmm. maybe 20 or so well
0: yeah i would think it would be vital and uh, especially in that area because as i was reading it seemed to me that for you know, years and years and years, there haven't been uh, the ability to have the different religions even in the area, and now it's opening up, and and the church just gets to be one of many that are starting to be able to to have a religious observation and buildings in these places.
3: Yeah, the the government of um, the United Arab Emirates is inviting like Christian religions, even a synagogue to be built there. So,
0: okay, okay. And then uh, one thing that I also have noticed is that everyone is doing a nativity scene that's live and everywhere has Christmas lights. Uh, but you have thrown this into the recap as well. What do we need to know about Christmas lights?
3: Yeah, um, not every temple does Christmas lights, but mm-hmm. a lot of the like the legacy temples, the the ones that are maybe the first in the country, the ones that are the, the big ones. So um, in Salt Lake, they obviously have limited, but they did um, on the construction cranes, they put up lights um, on the, and the crane's there, so it kind of looks unique. <laughs> um, in St. George too, the temple's under construction, They but they have a few lights around the grounds where the visitor center is. You know,
0: interesting, the construction workers at the Salt Lake Temple also, they have hard hats and then those really, really tacky uh, Christmas light necklaces. They insist on that. Um, from Thanksgiving to Christmas, on the construction workers at uh, the Salt Lake Temple, because everyone loves going down there to see the lights. It's a weird ask that they've made, but people have complied. I didn't know that. That's cool. It's not true.
3: I made that up. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, DC though seems to be rocking it.
3: Yeah, that's a um. Ever since these next uh, three temples—DC, Mesa, and Hamilton, New Zealand—they have all had recent renovations, and so kind of since COVID, this is the first time they've done a big christmas light celebration so they've started that up again
0: uh and then you mentioned this is one i had never really considered um navu and and some christmas light stuff
3: uh yeah i guess there was a little bit of um around there's a community christmas lights walk kind of near the temple and in the old town navu so got that there and then uh oakland california is a big one too on temple hill there all those big palm trees are lit up uh mexico city also um kind of a similar setup um in the philippines manila usually does that although i didn't see any article this year about it
0: mm-hmm. but. and then uh in europe and this was uh, kind of a a news story in adjacent to all these christmas lights is that um that there is a witnesses of christ concert and as i understand it w- w- we really uh a couple years ago, I want to say, America nified it. And then Europe was like, hey, can we have it not be America, you know, America celebration in Europe? Can we have it be a European celebration in Europe? And they finally did that right this year.
3: Yeah. Last year, Jenny oaks Baker came and did like a concert at the Rome Temple Visitor Center. But this year, they've kind of found a lot of local European artists that are probably members of the church. And they did it in a Roman amphitheater in Medida, Spain. And so, kind of a cool. That's cool. You can
0: find uh, a link to that. I know that that uh, concert is actually available somewhere online. Um, mm-hmm. So people can find that link in the show notes for this. And then I like this last little bit you have just for fun.
3: <laughs> just for fun. Richie found a story from 2017 that he would like to go over again. But oh, there's...
0: no, don't <laughs> hold on. I got to get out from underneath the bus. <laughs> to be fair, they shared it as if brand new. I just, as if brand like, new. It just must be slow news right now.
3: No, that's okay. Um, there is an update to the story, though. I think okay. that's in twenty twenty one. So, this is uh, unbelievable stories of babies born in Latter Day Saint temples. And so, apparently, the first one was at the dedication of the Salt Lake Temple. Hmm. Um, there was a lady there from Provo, Emma Bennett, and um, basically she went to labor in the assembly room. So they kind of took her to another part of the temple, and they they had the baby. <laughs> and of course, that baby was named Joseph Temple Bennett. Really, I guess so, <laughs>
2: uh-huh. which
3: actually is not um if in the next stories that I have, that's actually the other ones are also have that in their names. they
0: have the 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 name Temple in their name,
3: yeah, so okay. then the next I mean, one I
0: guess you have to pay homage, right?
3: <laughs> I guess so. um, the next one's um like they do make a concession that they're they're born in temple grounds, not in the temple like oh, the other one
0: so it's not even what the article says it is, I know
3: misleading but in alba nigeria um there was a sister that came for the open house to help volunteer for that and she had uh, the baby on the the temple grounds and her son was named temple Momho,
0: Hmm.
3: so that was his first name (laughs)
0: so hot so hot take do you like temple more as a middle name or more as a first name
3: well, I guess maybe if you're an American middle name, but mm-hmm. I could see it in other cultures, how it may be okay to have it as the, as the, first. As the first name. That's yeah.
0: fair. That is a very responsible answer to the question I just asked. Uh, Tonga?
3: Tonga, yeah. Um, this was in 2010. There was um, a sister there. It seemed like she had it um, kind of in that that waiting area of the temple, maybe the kind of the patron housing area. Mm-hmm. Um, So there was an account of that, but then it says in 2021, she contacted LDS Living with a different account of events, and um, basically, yeah, just talked about that there was an elder there um, visiting from, I think, the United States, mm-hmm. and he was able to help uh, with that. Um,
0: and when he and and when the, she tried to get the elder's name, she turned around <laughs> and he had disappeared.
3: And it was well three Nephites. No, is that actually not because in the ah. next one ah i guess okay number it's it's not another it's sister sister clayton and her husband okay so then that same couple that was visiting tonga they were visiting south africa and in the um south africa johannesburg south africa patron housing there was also a lady there that went into into labor Mm -hmm. and she happened to speak french and so also sister clayton um spoke french and was able to translate for the doctors wow and so um I guess the sister Clayton said I was able to assist in two deliveries on temple grounds in different continents.
0: And that's what she's known for. You know that that's what that lady is known for in her ward. Like anytime anything comes up around it. And it's great. You know, like how some people have their genealogies, their thing, or angels are their thing, or the you know scriptures are the thing. Her thing is I deliver babies on temple grounds. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, and it should be noted that these stories are included in a book called Temples of the New Millennium by Chad uh, S. Hawkins. So you can get that at Desert Book.
0: There you go. Find that. Get that in time for Christmas. You'll find a link in the show notes. Uh, Corey K. Ward uh, will maybe visit with you one more time before Christmas, depending on how news goes, news of the temples. You can find the Temple Ticker on about every other episode of Articles of News. So we've enjoyed all the preparation you uh, have put into this. I still can't believe you did as well as you did on the quiz. I am now seeking out harder temple questions for Corey K. Ward. You can send them to contact at com. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body.
3: We hope that if you're sick or otherwise afflicted, that you can listen next week.
0: And that when the time comes, you may be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast will be saving a seat for you
3: on the back row of the, the cultural. cultural hall <laughs> they me a seat it's sure to be neat on the back row we really gotta go on the cultural hall show